0: You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on
1: ABC, channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Verse 44, he says, uh, It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. Now this is key, verse 44. There is a natural body, and there is a spiritual body. So, Our resurrected body, as he says here in verse 44, is going to be a spiritual body. So we don't know exactly what it's going to be like, but what we do know for sure is that it's going to be spirit, not physical, right? Now, when you think about your physical body, your physical body is fueled by pizza and oxygen, right? I mean, you put food in your... Mouth goes in your stomach, you breathe air in, it mixes the oxygen with the food and the mitochondria, turns it into energy. When we get a spiritual body, it's not going to be a physical body. So, you're not going to have blood in heaven. You're not going to breathe air into your bloodstream uh, in heaven, right? So, it's the physical and the spiritual are very different. As we read in, in 1 John 3 2, where he says, It's not been revealed what we shall be, but we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So, Then we're going to see what kind of spiritual bodies we get. And I think our spiritual bodies are not all going to be the same. People say, when we get to heaven, am I going to know people? Well, I don't think we're going to be dumber in heaven than we are now, right? So I do think we're going to know each other. And I I think our spiritual bodies are all going to be different, just like we are now, right? How do we identify each other now? Well, because we look different, right? And so when we get spiritual bodies, they're going to be different. We're all not going to have the same one. We're all going to look different, I believe. Verse 45 And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, and the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So the first Adam was the husband of Eve, and he passed on physical life to his descendants that was corrupted. The DNA was distorted, right? And it started with Adam. And you know that uh, Adam lived longer than people now, and Adam's DNA was better. And we know that people lived longer uh, back, you know, thousands of years ago, and over time... Our DNA is deteriorating, and the Bible says that life expectancy is getting shorter and shorter and shorter, right? And so we know before the flood that people lived to be taller and bigger and stronger and after the flood. And so the Bible teaches kind of exact opposite of evolution. Evolution says that we're getting better and better and better and better. Now, better than what? I don't know. If you watch the news, I mean, um, to me, it seems like we're becoming more and more, uh, you know, immoral and, I don't know, just more lawlessness. It just—it doesn't seem to me in our culture or in America that people are becoming more loving, more kind, more law-abiding citizens, right? I don't feel like every day when I get up, you know, I'm about to leave the keys in my car tonight because everybody's so honest. I never, I never have that thought. I should leave my doors unlocked because it's so safe that I don't, I don't need to lock them, right? <laughs> now some of you are like, Pastor Bob, you need to move to Homedale. We don't lock our doors. Okay, well, that's a great place to live. But I live in Caldwell, and, so, and I lived in another state before, and it's sort of me that you got to lock your doors. But, right, I mean, just the ridiculousness of people thinking that people are evolving to be better and better and better, I mean, it's just not the truth, right? Um, people are getting weirder and weirder. I mean, even people who aren't Christians, if you ask them that we should be teaching elementary-age kids about who they want to have sex with when they're 8 years old, if that's better than what we did 25 years ago, who in their right mind would say, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I want my eight-year-old to go to a, you know, drag story time? Or, I mean, just, you know, it doesn't seem like it's getting better to me. Uh, verse 45, he goes on to say, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, and the last Adam became a life-giving spirit. So first Adam passed down, you know, physical life. The last Adam, who is Jesus Christ, became a life-giving spirit. So he passes on spiritual life to us. We're going to have a spiritual body for those who believe in Jesus. So uh, Jesus came to bring us spiritual life. Now, I think most people believe in life after death um, to some degree. I mean, people believe in weird shapes and forms. Some people believe in uh, reincarnation. And, you know, even non-Christian countries like India believes in reincarnation. And they believe that, you know, you die and then you're going to come back as a cow. And, and if you're good, then you can come back as a donkey or you can upgrade, right, until you, you know, move your way up. But but people have this sense that there is eternal life. And so Jesus said that he came to give us eternal life. And it's through him that we have this eternal life. Verse 46, however, the spirit is not first but the natural and afterward the spiritual. So uh, he's still answering the question, are dead are the dead raised? Is there resurrection? And, and he's given us, you know, we are first born physically, and then we're born spiritually, right? And the Bible says if you're born twice, then you only die once. But if you're born once, then you'll die twice. And so we went over that in the book of Revelation because after you die in the physical body, then there is judgment. And, and if you were only born once, then you will have judgment and die a second time. If you were born twice, once physically and once spiritually, if you were born again, then Jesus said you will have eternal life, right? So the order of those things, we're born physically, and then we can be born spiritually and have eternal life. Verse 47, the first man was of the earth, made of dust, and that's Adam, and the second man is the Lord from heaven. So first Adam, made from the dust, we know that. We talked about that from the elements of the ground. The second Adam, notice it says... (coughs) is the Lord from heaven. Now, the second Adam, Jesus, was born of a virgin birth, supernatural birth, born from heaven. So Jesus was a supernatural birth, right? And and at Christmas we celebrate that, uh, you know, Mary, the virgin birth. So it goes on to say in verse 48, and these two are different. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as in the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly, And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. So just as, you know, we got our bodies from Adam, we also are going to, as Jesus uh, resurrected, we're going to be resurrected. We're going to have a spiritual body. Verse 50. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. So flesh and blood, that represents the natural body. So, uh, that we inherited from Adam, and it's corrupt. And so he says, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. So this physical body is not going to go to heaven. That's what he's saying. This physical body is not going to have et- live forever. <clears throat> now, it, it, what he's also saying is that you can't inherit salvation from your parents, right? You have to receive Jesus personally as your Savior, and, and you can't get it from your parents, right? It isn't passed on. Now, Philippians 3, uh, 21 says this, he will transform our lowly bodies that it may be conformed into his glorious body. So uh, how is he going to transform us? Well, we know, as we read last week, that part of the process of, of transforming from this body to our heavenly body, Ecclesiastes twelve seven says, then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the spirit will return to God who gave it. So physical body, die, spiritual body, lives on. Now, our new body is not the physical body that we have now. That's what he was pointing out about when you plant a seed in the ground, that seed dies and it produces some other kind of plant. So this body, we're going to get a new body. And the Bible tells us that it will decay and go back. So now we talked about on Sunday that our new bodies are going to be designed to worship God in heaven. Now, it's going to be a spiritual body. Now, I used to think, hey, I'm going to be able to fly around the universe. That'll be awesome. I'll do that. But what we read is that We're going to be in heaven together, worshiping God, and here's the great news. Everybody in heaven is going to have perfect pitch, right? We have a guy in our church who told me he has perfect pitch, right? And you know what that means? It means that you could sing on pitch all the time, not sing wrong notes. It means that someone could play a note on the piano, and they go, oh, that's D. I mean, they just get it, right? And you say, well, Pastor Bob, how do you know everybody's going to have perfect pitch in heaven? Because in Revelation, it says there will be no more pain or sorrow. Right so so there'll be nobody in heaven singing out of key. I mean just imagine how awesome that's going to be, right? <clears throat> just everybody singing, worshiping. And and so we're going to have these new bodies that are created to grow in the grace of God. We're going to we're going to have an intellect where we can learn things. We're going to continue to be learning. We're going to be worshiping. <clears throat> so we're probably going to have some new sort of vocal system whereby we can sing you know, in an angelic way. It's going to be awesome, right? I mean, uh, now, you know, just a few people are really great singers, and, and the rest of us, well, we got what we got. But in heaven, no more pain, no more sorrow. So everybody's going to have perfect pitch. It's going to be awesome, right? <clears throat> and so when you think about your new body and what it's going to be like, it's going to be totally different than now, right? This physical body has to work. It has to change diapers and do dishes and do laundry. And when you get to heaven, there's no more of that, Right? It's just worshiping the Lord, growing in God's grace, growing in our understanding of his love towards us. I mean, it's just gonna be amazing. <clears throat> Verse 51, he says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Now, uh, we used to have this as, as a sign in the nursery, right? We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. <clears throat> I think we took it down. We need to put it back up. But uh, that word change there doesn't mean like change your diaper. It means metamorphose right? There's gonna be this transformation, right, from the inside out. In John 3, 14, he says, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, what does that mean? It it doesn't include this physical body. We're gonna be changed. We're gonna get a new body, and there's gonna be this transformation. Now, verse 52, he says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So, uh, here in verse 52, sometimes... When people read the last trumpet, they think, aha, that means it, the rapture doesn't happen early on. It's clear in Revelation 11. Well, it's not the same trumpet as Revelation 11.15. How do we know that? Well, because uh, the, the last trumpet uh, uh, is uh, seven angels, and it's a, a trumpet of woes from an angel. Now, here we know in 1 Thessalonians 4.16 where it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with the shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead will rise with Christ, uh, dead in Christ will rise first. So it's a trumpet of God, not a trumpet of an angel. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, and that word in the Greek is raptures, right? Where we get the word rapture, together with them in the clouds, and meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. So the rapture uh, is not a trumpet of woe uh, from an angel. But it's a trumpet of God, and it is to bring comfort. It says, comfort one another with these words. So if I tell you, hey, one day we're going to get transformed, a new body, in heaven, no more politicians. Does that bring comfort to your soul? This is what you say, amen, right? I mean, yeah, uh, if there's ever a time to, yeah, I mean, right? And so uh, we realize those aren't the same thing, right? Now, the Apostle Paul was looking for the rapture because look at what he says there uh, in, in verse 52. He says, and we shall be changed. We're going to stop there because we're out of time.
0: Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday, with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you.
1: Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell, or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you
0: might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, May you have a great day.
1: is you